Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have had questions about the scriptures and the climate in Israel for a while. Because when you think about David as a shepherd, and he writes Psalm 23, and it's so beautiful. You know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And to me, this sounds very much like an English manor house and, or maybe like my own land in Virginia. I mean, we don't have sheep grazing anymore, but we could imagine it. And the fields are green and there's little quiet springs and brooks and such all very lovely. And so I would think about this though, cause I'm like, I've seen photos of the Holy land. I've seen photos. They really don't portray it much like central Virginia. It looks a lot more like a desert with maybe occasional rains that would have these occasional little wadis or whatever, little creeks um, that flow just after it's rained. So what am I missing? Like maybe the climate used to be different in David's day. I mean, it says that he killed a lion and a bear. So uh, we also know that there used to be a lot more cedars of Lebanon than there are today. So maybe the climate just really changed and deforestation adjusted the area and it's it's been transformed. And I guess that's at least on some level, it would be interesting to pursue that more. But as far as I can tell from what Marty Solomon and others teach, no, the, the climate and the terrain around Israel, around Bethlehem, has pretty much been consistent even back into ancient antiquity. And so when you have David talking about the green pastures, we aren't actually supposed to think of it like what we have today, or like in England or central Virginia. So what he said is that even today, you have the Bedouins who are herding their their flocks, and that from a normal perspective, like a Western perspective, it doesn't actually look like there would be anything for these animals to eat. But if you stood at just the right angle when the sunlight hits at just the right time, there's like a little sheen of green. And so it looks just a little bit like there is green on the land. And that is the green pastures. And it doesn't look like plenty to us. It look it would probably look more like desolation. And this is a hard teaching. I'm just going to say straight up, I am wrestling with this one myself and kind of hoping that there will be somebody who comes along and is like, no, no, the lions were living because it actually was more like a jungle back 3,000 years ago. I would like that. But if that doesn't happen... It's interesting to say, here you have a climate where there's not a lot of rain, and you have land where there's not a lot of grass, and yet they are able to still raise sheep and goats. The sheep and the goats um, graze on different plants, and so you can actually graze them in the same spot at the same time because they don't compete for food. They're eating different vegetation. And you have this picture, though, of... It is enough, but it's not more than enough. And I don't know if this has been true in your life, but this is definitely how it has felt to me at different periods. Maybe not all the time. Sometimes there is that beautiful sense of abundance and more than enough and in plenty of time and it's not the last minute. But there are times where it is like the last minute 
the last penny. And I think what we're maybe supposed to actually gather from this Psalm 23 passage is that that's actually how the Lord works. That it's not that there is something wrong. It's that that's actually right, that we're learning to depend on the Lord. We're learning to trust and hear his voice and go where he says, and that he does actually provide us with the meal that we need. My boys and I just finished reading uh, George Mueller, um, a George Mueller biography by Jeff and Janet Bengi, and one of the standout features of George Mueller was that he simply believed that God was going to provide for the work that God had called him to do. And so there's a beautiful story about how the 300 orphans had gone down to breakfast and they were all standing behind their chairs waiting to be told to sit. And there was no food anywhere in the house. And so George Mueller uh, said, oh, I actually love it when this happens. So he went down and prayed and thanked God. And honestly, if it had been me, I would probably have been like, well, I guess this is the day that we teach all the children how to fast. Like, alrighty then, we'll do it. But instead he said, okay, we're going to ask the Lord for the blessing. And then he, he blessed the food. And then he said, okay, please sit. And all the children sat. And as they were sitting, a knock came at the door. And the baker said, I couldn't sleep last night. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked bread for all of your orphans. Where can I bring it? So they brought in the fresh bread. And then while they were doing that, another knock came on the door and it was the milk seller. And he said, my wheel broke down right in front of your uh, orphanage. I'm not going to be able to repair it while the milk wagon is still heavily laden. So can you please send 10 of your strongest orphans to come and bring the milk jugs in so that I can have it light? Like it's better for me to lighten my load than it is to pour it out in the street. And so there was a provision of the Lord at just the right time. And as I understand, this was basically the story of George Mueller's life for at least the first seven years that he had his orphanages open. That it was like a, I think he said it in one book, not this is not the book I just read, but in one of them, that he never had more than about three days of back or like of supply that it was, if it wasn't meal to meal, the longest he had out was about three days. That's intense. That's, (laughs) that is still saying I'm learning to walk by the green pastures and rest by the quiet waters. But, oh, there's a part of me that's like, if it were me, I really would have preferred if it would have been like, we never had less than about three years of supply. That seems like it would be more responsible. That seems like that's following wisdom. That's following the wise course. And I'm not going to say that that's wrong. Like, I think that is probably sober and good business advice. But, oh, (laughs) oh, let's just ask the Lord for wisdom and how to put some of these things into practice in our own lives. So, Lord, we cry out for more wisdom. We cry out for more faith. We cry out that the work that you're doing in our lives would take hold, Lord, and that as I don't like the word of green pastures being not something lush, but something that is sufficient, oh, Lord, I give that to you as well, that for whatever way that my kind of American supersize me mindset is affecting me, Lord, I want your mindset instead. I want your mindset, the God of Shalom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.